existence Join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey ladies, this is Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott, and this is Patrick Riccardi, and we have a special guest, introduce yourself guest. Hello, I'm Amy Swenson. It's pronounced Ami. Right. Ami, Ami Swenson, sorry. And uh, as Pat and I mentioned on our last episode, we've been friends with Amy for a while, although none, we've never met Amy in person. Not yet. So we're not really quite convinced that you exist. Right. So if you're listening to this and you hear someone else aside from John and I, let us know because we don't know if she's just in our imagination. Thanks. And uh, this this week we are doing, well, wait, was this, it was kind of your pick, Amy, but well, Mm -hmm. it was half ours and half yours. So um, do you want to say what we, what the subject is? Um, News radio and the office. Because I had never heard or seen, excuse me, news radio. I thought Phil Hartman sucked, and John schooled me. Yeah, I, I find that odd. I mean, that's a that's a weird one to think that they suck. I can a lot of people. I understand like not liking uh, what's his name on Brooklyn Nine Nine, Andy Samberg or mm. whatever. Um, but Phil Hartman seems pretty. Well, we'll talk about it in the episode. What you what you thought of. Uh, of these, but um, so that's weird that you'd never seen news radio. Uh, that not, not once. Yeah, that was the last show with a laugh track or studio audience that I can watch. Everything after that, no thanks for me. Pat. Yes. Thoughts. About news radio, I was kind of shocked by how bad the, the laugh track was. I haven't watched the show in a long time, and it really stood out to me. Well, it's all it always stands out now. I think. Well, Seinfeld with Seinfeld, it doesn't. But with this this show, it really stood out. It was really off-putting. All right. Well, you don't think it stands out on Seinfeld? I, I guess I just don't notice it because I'm laughing along with those lovable mm. people. Well, news radio uh, was was that like they moved that all around the schedule, right? I think it started like on Thursday nights with Seinfeld and stuff, but then they just kept jacking it off or jacking it around. Sorry goodness i don't know i I didn't watch it till much later oh yeah that that's the kind of talk i get into anytime i'm in a conversation with pat i don't know what he does to me it's magic it is can you feel it listeners the uh so this episode of news radio we did uh i picked was smoking with uh where phil hartman's character bill mcneil decides to stop smoking and Amy, I'm more interested in your thoughts since you were not a Phil Hartman fan and you had not seen news radio. So what do you think of the show? I actually liked it. I did. And I guess I realized that I'd never really seen Phil in much. So I don't know where, maybe just SNL, that I got the idea that he sucked. But I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and I thought he was really good in the episode. He was. Well, his character is really good Yeah, he was show. definitely the best part of the episode. And uh, so, yeah, he quit smoking and, and Dave, played by Dave Foley, uh, makes a deal with him to quit coffee. Uh, and that's I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a almost a cliched sitcom idea. But I think I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah, I actually thought so, too. And it it really 
you know, I kind of really thought that Dave Foley was like the weak link of everyone. Um, maybe he gets better because it's only like the fourth episode. Yeah, he so, was definitely. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. Oh, go ahead. No. He was definitely odd. His acting was really odd. And both I watched the episode before this and this episode, and he was just a little bit off. So he was just getting used to being in a sitcom. Yeah, you could see like if you'd seen Kids in the Hall, you could see he was doing more Kids in the Hall type sketch mm-hmm. acting in this mm-hmm. and reacting than than sitcom acting. Yeah, but in the scene, especially when. Um, you know, Phil Hartman comes into his office after they've both given it up in the morning, you know, given up their, their stuff and they're both wired up and Andy Dick comes in, which, oh my gosh, like Andy Dick is in something and not a joke. (laughs) He comes in and he was funny and he says something pathetic and they both just go off at him. It it is, it made me laugh and you're like, Phil Hartman was awesomely good. And he just made Dave Foley, I think, look that much worse in that scene. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That was the funniest. That was the funniest scene in the episode, I think, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Because um, they just, yeah, he asked something totally innocuous, and they rip into him hard, especially Phil Hartman. Um, but it's a good. It you should watch more, Amy, because it's a good like ensemble show. I I think it's. I another... think it gets better. I didn't remember what the show was like, and I didn't really care for these two episodes as much as I thought I would. But I know the later episodes are a lot funnier. I mean, these were funny, but they weren't as funny as the later ones are in the like the second and third season. Yeah, wow. we could have done uh, Super Karate Death Monkey. I, I thought of that, but which is from this, a later this, season. But, this was a good uh, example of Phil Hartman, though, and that was kind of the point. Yeah, how yeah. Phil Hartman can be awesome, and he really is very good in this episode. And he's it's it sucks that Amy liked that he likes that he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, don't you like that most people are dead? Is it me? Am I a monster? I wish you're more. always the one sticking up for the wife. The I, wife. <laughs> I wish more people were dead, honestly. See? See, Pat, it's you. It's I you. could be the star of this show if more people were dead. Well, if more specific wow. people were dead. <laughs> I was just thinking more like getting a uh, parking space, Pat. But Oh, that's true, too. Gosh, but no, I, I really, I thought it was really funny how he, I mean, of course, you, you could kind of see some of the jokes coming, but he played them off well. So you still thought they were great, like the whole him reading the news like this and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Stephen Root goes in and just puts that cigarette to his mouth and suddenly he's magic. <laughs> That's another great, good. great thing is how awesome Stephen Root is. I love and him. He's, he's so good. In, he's so good in everything, but he's really good in news radio. And it's just, it's funny how different his great characters are. Like, the character from The Office is funny, and it's it's 100% different than the character he plays in news radio. You mean He's Office just all Space? Over the place. Oh, I'm sorry. Office Space, yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's awesome in everything. He's one of those. And and this this is the show, though, that... Uh, well, this is probably my introduction to Stephen Root. I don't know what he had done before this. Or, you know, the first big role he had that I noticed him. Mm-hmm. But overall, the, the cast is is strong i i would say um joe rogan is the weakest link as time goes on just because he's so one note and kind of a frat boy ish Mm -hmm. character there's not much to do with him but yeah but when there's a good episode with him he's still funny so he's good i i think they're all good i i just think the character is is the least uh interesting i yeah i can see that yeah although he they do go into stuff where he gets you know he talks a lot about crazy conspiracy theories and stuff uh, that's funny and the episodes where like he made his own i forget if it was a 
what it was, a taser or something, and it, it's just crazy, but like his inventions. Yeah. No, so that it, stuff is fun. It's a it's a really good sitcom from that time. They're not not many. And I now mean, the plot of this episode is just something that's it's it's of a time. Like watching it before before this, like the, the late nineties, it's like what are you talking about? You can't smoke in an office. And watching it now, it's like what are you talking about? You're allowed to smoke in an office, so it's a very very specific time period for this plot. Yeah, I know. I miss it. You miss being able to smoke in an office, or do you miss being kicked out of smoking in offices? Both. <laughs> um, you don't even smoke in your own house. No, I don't. Well, that I mean, come on. That, that's for the lower classes, that kind of thing. I've got a roof I can go to. <laughs> but I, I thought, like, like you mentioned, there is something dated about it because... I was like, what? You could smoke in offices? I, I've never worked anywhere where you could. And I, that was, it seemed dated. And then like the laptop, that, oh, that big, weird looking <laughs> laptop was odd looking. But, it, you know, and then there were some, I think, classic-y kind of things like Seinfeld, like the little interludes between the show, like the cabs out on New York's, you know, on the streets and some of those things that you saw back then that you don't see as much now, but it doesn't feel dated. Like some shows felt to me, even though these subjects were obviously not of now. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You can watch, you can watch the whole, sh- I would say you can give up after Phil Hartman died. Cause I, I think they mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have gone on after that. It's it's one of those like rare cases. Well, you know, like if if George died on or Jason Alexander died in the middle of Seinfeld, it would have been dumb for them to keep going. I think it's the same thing. Mm. He was kind of integral to the to the show. I would have kept watching Seinfeld. They would have brought Larry David in to play George. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, they brought Larry David in to play everything else. So yeah, they could have just had like an animatronic doll that looked like Jason Alexander, and Larry David was doing the voice. That'd be hot. Barry. I have to go. I need a minute. Okay, I'm done. Uh, okay, we all good now? <sighs> yeah. Mm. Okay. See, this is a problem with having women on the show, Pat. What they, is? They always they always take it to the gutter. It, it it's We make everything about sex when it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't have to be, and it, it isn't. And it, it should really be about violence especially it should be about violence. Oh, well, that reminds me, Amy. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had I've had debates. We're going to just go off topic now. I've had debates with uh, other women about this. Are you a fan of, like, uh, The Godfather and Goodfellas? Um, I just watched Goodfellas for the very first time a week ago. I know everybody's like, what? But actually, it was what? you two. Yes, you two talking about... The Departed on here and just raging about the ending of, you know, the rat and all that. And so I'm like, I, I, I said to Pat, like, I liked, I liked The Departed. Yeah, the rat was dumb. But, and he said, you know, we, it's not as good as like Goodfellas. I'm like, I've never seen it. And he was a little shocked. So I watched it. I really liked it. That and was you a saw long that answer. it was much better than The Departed. Much and I, I like the, like The Departed much more than John does, but I, it's not, it's not nearly, it's, it's not in the same category as Goodfellas. Well, no. when the dude, I mean, when he did, what, Mean Streets and Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and Goodfellas and he wins the Oscar for The Departed is just kind of, I think I was more just mad about that, mm-hmm. that, that that's the one he was recognized for. Then yeah, do you think it was sucked. like a 
do you think it was more like, oh, we we screwed you before? And look at me. I, I actually, you guys cuss on here. Why was I afraid to say fucked? So because yeah, you don't want to bring would... it into the gutter again. Yeah, but we just never just barely got out. <laughs> we haven't lasted that long, and I've already blown it. God, blown but, yeah, it. See, there she goes again. I can you use it. some ter- terms that aren't sexual. Please. God, I don't know that I can. I don't. Care. It's so hard. Oh dear God! <laughs> now God. you're trying to do God. it. This is awful. Cut. Awfully great. <laughs> Have you seen The Godfather? Yes, yes. I actually do like. I'm, and I deplore violence. Like I'm, you know, in real life, if you will. But I do kind of like those bloody, awful, violent movies. It's terrible. Oh yeah. I, well, I don't like like horror movies, but yeah, I I love uh, I love a good violent film. I'm a pretty much a pacifist in real life. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, well, John, unless you cut me off on, on the freeway. <laughs> Some things are just unforgivable. What were you going to say, you, Pat? What, what was the debate you're, you're saying you often got into? That made you oh, I, I guess often was an overstatement, but uh, I just find that like movies like The Godfather and Goodfellas, guys like uh, universally, whereas um, a, a lot of women don't see them as the, the greatest mm-hmm. films. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. A lot of my friends are not fans. And that ends that section of the... Uh, of the. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a great debate and you guys are going to brawl br- it out. But... Well, I just wanted... No, I was. it was just more a poll, I guess. Ah, there we go again, back into the gutter. Oh, my God. What, guess? Oh, Pat, you're so, you're so naive. You're such a naif. Uh... News radio. <laughs> Back to that. Uh, I really like. Did you, did you? I don't understand what's happening with the numbering of the episode. When, on the disc I had, news radio uh, smoking was number three. Yeah, same here. Well, oh, it was, it was just must have been Amazon. I watched it on Amazon Prime. And they had that as number four. I wonder if four. they have an extra pilot episode. Yeah, they probably had some some bullshit like the making of news radio was episode one or something. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Amazon. Maybe. I know. Ooh, Amazon. But I really like the yeah, cast Amazon. on on the show. Um, I don't like Andy Dick that much since no. then, but he is good in news radio. He's good right. on news radio. He's he's not nearly as annoying as he, he is in real life. I like Maura Tierney a lot. Mm. Yeah, she always, should be more stuff. Yeah, I always thought she would make it kind of big, but, but she didn't. Well, she made a TV big. I mean, she, she was in ER for years and years and years. And years. I, she probably won awards, and she was almost in Parenthood, but she had to go and get cancer. Wow, what a bitch. I don't know why people are so just inconsiderate. Selfish. I know. Seriously. Just because they're in Hollywood. Oh, yep. cancer. I'm important. Gotta stay in the tabloids. Um, wah, wah. And uh, I even, like, I thought... At first, I thought the weakest links were, uh, shoot, I don't know her name, Beth? I don't know the actress. The redhead? Name. Yeah. And uh, Candy Alexander, who uh, is on air with Bill. But over time, they all grew on me, too. I don't think the red-haired woman ever really grew on me. I always found her, the actress is fine, but the character I just found annoying. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's the point of the character. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but uh, Candy Alexander is awesome. And she's... Is she still doing in stuff? I think she was in Treme or, or Treme? Yeah. Treme. 
Yeah, she was on Treme, which just ended. Um, she, yeah, she was really good in that. Hmm. I, I haven't seen. But yeah, I need to watch that too. But I haven't seen the red-haired lady in anything. And Dave Foley, we talked about last week. I think that he was just in an episode of Justified, and he's in a, a recurring role in the middle, and he's awesome. And that's I don't. Joe Rogan's like got some crazy podcast, I guess, where he talks yeah, about and the moon landing being faked and whatever. People seem to hate him for stealing bits. I think, or is I think that like he kind of has a Carlos men. Mencia. Oh no! I thought he was the one who called out Carlos Mencia. Yeah, oh, okay. I think, I think that's okay, it. Okay, that mixed up. Never yeah. mind. He's he's a good guy then. That's yeah, no, he's good. he's all right. He's uh, Adam Carolla. Well, I guess people love Adam Carolla. I hate Adam Carolla, so I just assume everybody does. But I hate him. How about you, Amy? Um, I don't. You know, he when he was on that sex thing. Of course, see, God, I'm so <laughs> oversexed. With Dr. Drew. I can't even remember the name of it now. He Love had a couple lines. Really, love lines. That's right. He had a couple really good things that stuck with me, really good lines that stuck with me that I don't, I can't totally hate him. But yeah, he's kind of a dick, isn't he? And not all that funny. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, he's obviously has a talent. Um, I think for, of him as a less talented Howard Stern. Oh, yeah, definitely. But he's, I think he's more of a dick than Howard Stern. I, I don't know. I, I like, in the 21st century, when anybody says that women aren't funny, then I just, then I'm done with them. Especially when he works with, I mean, he has women on the show all the time, comedians, and he works with women a lot. I just, I don't know. He's, he's a weird kind of. Well, I guess I don't know. What'd you say? Oh, bye, Amy. Wait, did she just say she had to go? I think so. I don't know what happened to her. Her smiling face is still up on the thing. Oh, we must be having technical difficulties. Yes, we are. Uh, Hold on, everybody. Well, I can hear you. Don't be funny. No. (laughs) Maybe we should hang up and start again because... Yeah, your shit's all fucked up now. It sounds like we're hearing what you said five minutes ago. All right. (laughs) I I say we just keep going. I think this is great podcasting. (laughs) No, hold on. We'll we'll be right back. And we're back. What would a show be? What would an episode be without technical difficulties? And then every time something goes wrong, I have to restart my goddamn computer even though it wasn't anything on my end. Um I don't know what is up with Skype. I tend to expect more from my free apps, but whatever. But I think we got it fixed now. Say something, Amy, respond. Respond. Oh, yeah, that's that was timely. So I think we're good. That's good. Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Pat, squeak for us. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I can't believe it. I can barely hear it when I do it here, but on the microphone, it picks it up as if it's everywhere. Yeah. The, well, why don't you buy some furniture from uh, this century, dude? You won't have to worry about it. This century? Nothing from this century works. It's all made in Bolivia. That's true. IKEA headquarters there. Now we lost all our Bolivian listeners. Oh, let's see how you are. Bye, Pedro. <laughs> Racist. Pedro is my name in Spanish. My name is Juan. <laughs> I don't think I have one. Uh, your name is I, Poppy. <laughs> I think. Uh, I thought it was Amy Rita. Amy Rita. Amy Rita. <laughs> what on earth? 
Oh, Pat, you got a lot of cultural sensitivity training you need to you need to do. Me and teach. Amy are already there. Oh, yeah, I, I got to teach it. My name is not actually John. I'm like I'm like Amy. I got a uh, my real name is French. It's a uh, Jean Dumas. <laughs> Jean Dumas. It seriously is. No way, I, really. John Elliot's not my legal name. Yeah. Your real legal name is Jean Dumas Elliot. It's Jean Dumas. That, there's no there's no Elliot. Elliot was my stepdad's name that I just started going by because uh-huh. uh, I got tired of teachers in first day of class saying Gene Dumbass. So I I Americanized the first name and and then just kind of adopted my stepdad's last name, but uh, yeah, and I was born in Brazil, so so getting a, in a uh, prison, getting a passport <laughs> is the biggest bitch in the world for me. Mm. I don't know why I brought that up. Were you really I'm born in Brazil? I'm yeah. smelling a lot of bullshit. No, it's it's all 100 percent true. I was <laughs> born in Brazil. Yeah. What was happening? Are you a Brazilian citizen, and is it dual citizenship? I think you have dual citizenship until you're 18, and then automatically, and then you have to choose. So, uh, I never choose. Like, I, I'm still, I'm still weighing my options. Oh, okay. Bitches be hotter in Brazil, yo. Why do you have to come on here with your sexist terminology? She's talking about dogs. Oh, yeah, it does get hot down there. There's a word for dog. Exactly. And, they, and they're very hairy, dogs are. That's true. The women in Brazil are very hairy, too. That's why they created the Brazilian. Pat is a font of knowledge. He really is. Yeah. I think, well, I think he's probably just got uh, Brazilian dogs and waxing up on Wikipedia. He's got that article. Mm. Brazilian dog waxing. Future job. Yeah, that's. it is a good business to start up. Anyway... Thanks, news Obama. radio news radio yeah what did you say thanks obama yeah he has those damn dogs i agree thanks obama i hate to be the i hate to be the custodian at the white house vacuum up that mm. crazy dog hair out of the oval office i'm looking forward to that movie now lee lee daniels the custodian <laughs> oh well don't we look forward to all lee daniels projects yes yeah, news radio. I don't know what else we can even really say. I'm glad that we got you on board uh, with with recognizing Phil Hartman, Amy. Yeah, even, I think honestly, like SNL, and you know, maybe he was just playing the straight always. You know, the the straight, straight man. Guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, God, he sucks or something. But yeah, I just never. I realized, well, God, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything really. But yeah, I really liked. I thought he made the show without him. Like, like you said, if, if once he died, probably just shouldn't watch. But I was thinking, without him, I don't know if they would have made it at all. Oh no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's definitely the biggest uh, character on the show. Um, and when he died, they replaced him with John Lovitz, which is definitely a oh, step down. Wow. Yeah, yeah pretty large step down. I, saw, I heard John Lovitz on. Uh, I was watching the Cubs play, and at, on during Cubs games when they're at home, they have a famous person sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," mm-hmm. and he was in the like while they're doing play by play, and he knew absolutely nothing about baseball, and he was trying to pretend like he did, and it was kind of kind of I was kind of embarrassed for him. That, yeah, that would be like me going on. Yeah, but if you went on, you wouldn't pretend you knew. He was True. he was talking about the guy, the players, and he was getting players' names wrong. And he was saying the, he threw to the wrong base. It was just like, dude, 
<laughs> just sing your little song, do the liar and maybe the devil and then go home. It wasn't yeah. and it wasn't a bit. It was like him really pretend like trying to be in it with sounded, these dudes. No, he's, he sounded a little bit nervous. So which doesn't make sense to me after being on live TV, but I guess there's always something written for him, so maybe he's not good at impromptu stuff. That's that's always a good quality in a sketch performer. <laughs> and the devil really was his only good bit. You didn't like the liar? Not really. Yeah, the liar thing was good for one episode, but you know, it's another one of those SNL things that they drag the character out and it's just the mm-hmm. same thing over and over. The Zuzu guy did it better. The uh speaking of Saturday Night Live, um I really see I think Kristen Wiig is a talented person, but I really hated her on Saturday Night Live. So it's the same kind of thing. I I guess with Phil Hartman. Mm, like she was, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like she would do Gilly and those terrible characters that just weren't funny. But and, I liked Phil Hartman on Saturday Night Live. I used to love his Frank Sinatra. It was just really stupid and funny. No, I liked him too. But I can see how, like, yeah, from, yeah, from that show, you you, it's not the best, uh, it's not the best venue to showcase people's real talent. He seemed to have, even though he he died young, he seemed to have a pretty interesting life before he was a Saturday Night Live performer. He he was an artist and he did album covers. Hmm. That's pretty neat. Handgun collector. Was he? Just the one. Unfortunately. Drug connoisseur. I. Oh yeah, that's right. Um. Well, should we should we take a little break then uh, before we get, move on to the office? I don't have anything else to say about news radio. I don't either. All right, uh, time for a break. We be back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian Stucker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the stars. All right, uh, and next we are talking about The Office. Uh, and Amy, this is your pick, so you want to tell us about the episode and why you picked it? Uh, I picked. I was stuck between this one, Dinner Party, and um, the one where they were out on the beach and Pam walks on the coals and all that. But this one just made me laugh. I can remember just laughing from start to finish. But it, and I like that it shows a lot of interaction between Michael and Jan. And I always thought they should have found a way to keep Jan because she was so crazy. So I, you know, there was just too much funny not to pick this one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, this, I mean, this had to be near the end of Michael Scott's run, right? No. It's oh, right it wasn't. In the middle. Oh, okay. I was going to say because it. I remember it starting. I start. I was starting to get like kind of tired of it um, near the end of his run, and then after he left, I thought you know it was it was kind of a shell of its former self, and they were trying to do stuff with Andy that just didn't work. I felt like, and I never I, care, cared about it, Andy's relationship with uh, Aaron. 
I don't think the writers did either since the, the final season, they broke them up for good. Yeah, yeah. The final season was good. I, I agree that the other seasons weren't as good. I still liked them, <laughs> but they weren't as good. But I think the final season, they really, it really brought everything together. But this episode, I, was it season four? Yes. And I don't think uh, Michael Scott left until season six. Oh, okay. All right. Season seven, maybe. I forget the numbers, but it wasn't, it wasn't a while, until a while, a while later. But right. So this Michael Scott has a dinner party and he invites some people from the office over. Yes. Well, he'd been scamming to try to get Jim and Pam to come over. And that's how it starts is that they're all supposedly working overtime. And he asks, you know, Jim, do you have any plans? He's like, well, no, you said we had to work overtime. And then, of course, he goes into the office and pretends to call corporate and calls it off. So then they all go getting ready to go home. And Michael's like, well, you can come for dinner. You don't have any plans. So it was all just a setup to get him over. Which might have been Michael Scott's most brilliant Thing he's ever done in during the whole show and it was hilarious when he's on the phone he says these are my friends i can't do this to my friends very funny <laughs> oh right try to get corporate to to yeah. or faking get corporate to let him off yeah uh, it really highlighted uh michael scott's uh massive uh personality disorders <laughs> this episode um yes and it also, like you said, it it kind of showed you why he was with Jan because she was cr- massively crazy in her own way. Crazy, yes, and disturbing. It, it in was, ways that don't go well with Michael's crazy too. No, so yeah, that's no, what they, made it for such a funny episode with all the fighting. Yeah, their crazy doesn't complement each other, and uh, a very. It's one of those. Uh, sometimes I have a problem with uncomfortable humor, but I thought this one they did everything just right. Because it was it was super uncomfortable. Oh, definitely. It was babe. <laughs> babe. Oh yes, them constantly calling each other babe. I, that's that just seems like such a relic of the seventies to me to call somebody babe. I agree. So it yeah, it's kind of it made me grit my teeth every time they said it, but I'm sure that was the intention. And yeah, I love you know, and they told you know Dwight of course wanted to come, and he was told no. You know, you we only have six wine glasses, so that's why I mean, it's a couples only thing. So that's why he couldn't come. But you know, and then you see Jim and Pam arrive, and they give him the tour, and just the tour of you know walking into her her little workspace and her office, and there's the video camera set up by the bed, <laughs> and then they his get, little go ahead, Pat. They go to her office first, and then her workspace, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's her name is like so you have an office and a workspace and that's not commented on right well and her office obviously is not being used for anything well, as they go in michael says never been used oh right, right and then the bedroom then the bedroom has the tripod set up and you're supposed to clean up yeah this everything they did was funny in this episode oh and the little bench in front of the bed that's michael's that's where michael sleeps because jan has uh, space issues oh god so such a nightmare and and yet you know that there are couples who live like that yes oh yes but yeah it it just from start to finish she's just terrible and he's it's really but you can tell he's sort of like his friends are there so he's sort of you get the idea he's flexing himself a little more than he might normally because I always got the impression that Jan just said to do it and he did it oh yeah 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 he stands up well he kind of stands up for himself 
in this episode uh, near the end, as much as Michael Scott can, anyway. <laughs> His passive-aggressive way, where he brings a St. Pauli's girl into the, uh, <laughs> sign into the room so they can eat by the glow of that neon. Oh, that blue bright light! But, but I loved his tidy TV. How proud! So funny, Steve Carell is so awesome. How proud he was of that TV, and some days I can just stand here for hours watching it. Uh, yeah, a tiny TV, but mounted on the wall. Yeah, well, he pushes it back when the room is filled. Right. The, uh, yeah. Oh, oh God, it was so terrible. Jan trying to sell everybody her scented candles. <sighs> that was bad. <laughs> And who hasn't been in a situation where someone's trying to sell something they don't want? Maybe not ten thousand dollars worth, but yeah, I don't. I know. I mean, I I feel pretty lucky that my friends haven't tried to push stuff on me, um, at, at least to that degree. But yeah, we've all we've all been in a some somewhat similar situation. So it's even it's at work, painful. You don't have people like, oh, my kid is selling this. And my kid is selling that for school. You don't do you, they not do that where you work? They if they do, they'll send out an email and say it at my ah, desk. They're sent. That's so, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go over to get it. So yeah, I thought they. I thought over. your work. They fired people when they became with child. So that's not true. When they became Jesus Christ, we wouldn't have a company. Our company <laughs> is like eighty percent women, and and fifty percent of those are pregnant at any given time. So, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a great episode. And then, yeah, Dwight does show up with his date. <laughs> Who was, uh, I've seen her in other stuff. I know she, she's in um, that, that show that, what's it called? The the show that comes on after New Girl. The Beth Mindy Grant Project? Is, the Mindy Project, yeah. She's a nurse in, the Mindy Project, in Mindy's office in the Mindy Project. Strange so, that you couldn't think of that title when we're talking about The Office, Pat. I know, I think it's, I think it's all the drugs. I was going to say, you really need to cut back. Or take more. One or the other. But yeah, she's, Make up your mind. she's got to be 55 if she's a day. Wow, and she was his babysitter. I know. And I love that when when Jim found out that that was, you know, oh, how do you know Dwight? Oh, I was his babysitter. She, he was like, could you give me your email? I have so many questions for you. <laughs> email? Yeah, she says, Email? I love when Jim tries to get out of the party. Yes. <laughs> because what his house flooded is that what his, yes. that was his, his excuse? house was flooded. And I and love that he was willing to abandon her. Yeah, <laughs> because Pam was like, "Well, I guess we better go." And and Michael's like, well, "You don't need two of you to take care of that." <laughs> and Jim's like, "Yeah, you're right. See ya." Uh, I don't think there's anything bad about this episode. They did everything exactly right. And you can't say that about every office, but this one for sure. Oh yeah, I know it's a... super funny. Oh, and I I don't think I ever noticed this before. At the end of the episode, they're showing what happened to everyone, and, and Jim and Pam are in their car and they're having fun. They stole the CD from. Uh, Wait, we the... have, yeah, we need to talk about that too in a minute. Yeah, we'll go back to that. Yeah. But so, and then Michael and Dwight are driving around in the car, but Angela. And Andy are sitting eating ice cream. And Andy goes over and does a cute, let me have a little lick of your ice cream cone. And she looks at him with disdain, opens her window, and smashes the cone against the side of the car. That's <laughs> so funny. She is, uh, she always would make me laugh with her, you know. Because really, they do have great caricatures of people on the office. You know, most places have like that 
prissy, like oh, Christian judgy yep. person that, you know, that's exactly who she is. You know, when, when Andy, they comes in, when they come in together, he has that big bouquet for Jan. And he's like, for you, except this one. And he pulls out one red rose. He's like, this is for my love. And she's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> just hateful. Just looks at it. What am I supposed to do with this? Well, she, she had very few lines in this episode, but she 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 hit them all out of the park. And and that was right about when they came. That's when they discovered that it wouldn't be for hours until they ate because she hadn't even started the meal. And as Jan you know, said, in Spain, sometimes you don't eat until midnight. <laughs> And then, and then Michael says, "When in Rome?" <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder what, like, I wonder what Angela's doing. Well, I wonder what everybody on the office is doing, aside from Steve Carell now and and Mindy Kaling. Um, um the, the Phyllis. I've seen Phyllis in a few things. Yeah, she's has a regular role on the New Girl, or no, on Trophy Wife as a teacher. And I've seen Oscar on like as a guest star in a couple of things. Angela, I don't think I've seen. And she's really funny. That's too bad. She should be in some stuff. I don't, I don't haven't seen Pam or Jim in anything either since the office went off the air. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think, um, I think Oscar and Angela and Aaron all had like, uh, some kind of comedy background, like improv or sketch or something. Yeah. So I, yeah, you'd think you'd see them in more, but let's talk about the CD. Jesus Christ, was that? It's so grown worthy um, that Jan has a CD of was it her ex boyfriend or her ex assistant? Ex assistant, some song that he wrote. And it's it's a character you see in the previous episode, so it's a callback to that. The when Michael goes to visit Jan at the office, he comes out to see her, and and Michael's like, "Well, if you if you." if you see her, tell her I said, and then does like some disgusting sexual thing. And he's just nods his head. And that's Hunter, her assistant. Hunter. That's right. And it just, the song is so, Oh, and she's swaying. I love that. She's like dancing and she's mooning over it. And it's just, you know, he, well, how about Har- you Andy harmonizing the, to it? <laughs> I know you took me by the hand and made me a man. And she tries to get Jim to dance with her too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he just won't get up. And uh, the the guy who sang that, and I never knew, knew this until I went to Wikipedia after watching the episode this time, was the guy from the New Pornographers. No shit, AC yeah. Newman. Uh, no, some the Todd Fancy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god, it's like the worst uh, teen poetry type song. <laughs> so bad, so bad. But yeah, just there was just so much that. There were so many when I wrote one down because it made me laugh so hard when they were opening up the wine and Michael trying to sound like he knows what he's talking about. He's like, it has a little oaky afterbirth. <laughs> God. And then Jim says, what did you say? He wanted him to say it again, but he, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> and, and let's not forget Jan's crazy uh, being convinced that uh, Pam and Michael had a thing going on. <laughs> And Angela, Angela, chiming it on, saying, "Oh yeah, I see how you look at her at the off. Look at him at the office." Oh, the, I mean, and I would have, I would have done exactly what Jim did, and I would have ditched my wife, and, <laughs> except I would have actually left had I attended this birthday par- or dinner party. 
<laughs> I like how most of the time during the p- dinner party, uh, Pam is like looks depressed and wants to go home. But once Dwight shows up, her eyes light up and she's so happy. They really did. It's like, yes, <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> and I, I'm always a little bit disappointed when I watch the show and Dwight like gets short like doesn't get treated well by Michael. So I was really happy when he shows up at the party and Michael's like, this is my friend. You said he couldn't come because he wasn't a couple and we didn't have enough wine glasses. He brought both. <laughs> Which, he brought food. Well, what I liked about that was that Michael wasn't lying to Dwight at the beginning when he said the thing about yeah. the couples. That was Jan's thing where I thought Michael <laughs> was just like, fuck off, Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> this episode was directed by Paul Feig, who created Freaks and Geeks. Oh, nice. And has done directed, Bridesmaids. He directed a, right. He directed a bunch of offices. It was like, I looked at this list, and there's like 15 of them. He only had one Parks and Rack and a couple of rest of developments, but a lot of offices. Well, it was, yeah. I mean, this is why this episode's a good uh, example of why it stayed on the air so long, because it was really well it's done. A, it's a shame. I think this season of The Office is one of the really good ones, maybe the best. I'm not sure it's up there and it's a shame because it was doing the strike year. So it was cut short. They had 19 episodes and it was mm. planned to have 30. So there's like 11 episodes you missed out on and who knows what they would have done with Ryan in New York with all that time. Oh, that was, this was the Ryan That's in New York right. season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is the episode. This, this is, I'm sorry. This is the season where at the end, um, the woman shows up that is the, at the end of the, near the end of the series when Michael Scott leaves the one she, he marries. So she's briefly in it for the, like the last two episodes of the season. Oh, Holly. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. I couldn't remember her name. Who was great on the wire too, Pat, which you need to watch. <laughs> Seriously, Pat, I've got to say you have to, what is wrong with you that you haven't done this yet? It makes me angry. Every time he says, I'm going <laughs> to do it. I get enraged. It's, it really is. People aren't, people aren't, just saying this shit to you for shits and giggles, Pat. You really do need to watch it because it is. I did watch the first few episodes and I loved it. It's just it's more of a commitment to watch that than a, a goofy is. show because it's, but you, have to... you get sucked in. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will watch. The, I will watch The Wire. <laughs> See, but I had to really emphasize that. I, I, and people told me to watch it. I didn't watch it originally, and I always thought, oh, overhyped, overhyped. It's not going to be that good. It is that good. Yep. Did anyone else from The Wire show up in The Office? Just Holly and... Uh, Holly and Idris Elba? Idris, yeah. Is I that think, it? I think that's it. <laughs> Sorry. I just really like it. I guess she gutter. likes Holly a lot. <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. Ooh. But yeah, I think that's the only... But see, now, I know that, Pat, you watch The Good Wife, which I've just started around Thanksgiving, plodding through those. And there are so many people that you just don't know because you haven't watched the uh, the wire there's so many people on the wire oh brody's that on that isn't he brody oh Bodie. Bodie. Yes. sorry yes. Bodie. Yeah. yeah Bodie. who does he play on the good way he was one of the um the drug dealers little guy he oh okay just like a small character a small but they're always small characters but seriously like john uh, do you watch the good wife i have no. not if not, but like Presbilewski was just on the one that I watched. There's um, Chris is on there as a preacher, and the guy who plays his father was one of the police chiefs. And um, 
I can't, I'm not thinking of their names, but the the grouchy white police chief that we find out is gay. Oh yeah, he's on there. Um, just so many people. Over um, Kima has a, a spot on there. There have been at least a dozen people from The Wire on The Good Wife. I'm glad they're all getting some work. They're all just excellent. Have you seen McNulty's show, the British one? I haven't seen it. No. He has some like cop show or mystery show that was on BBC. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I have to check that out too. I was, yeah, Pat, seriously, watch it. I watched I watched those first few episodes of The Wire well after I saw the 300, and then I saw the 300 on TV, and I was like, "Hey, that's weird." So that was kind of a shock. What the hell's the 300? Yeah, what is that? That's the this the the like the what is it the Spartan story where he plays. Oh, I don't know who's in it, but... Oh, McNulty's in it. Oh. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's the one that's like all CGI shit? Yeah. One, you know, one oiled up body is all the same, you know, when you start watching that. But the only thing I could ever think about on that is, and I can't believe I'm remembering his name, Gerard Butler, who was the lead, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. And he's like a walking STD farm. So that's all. I think <laughs> oh, ser- he had sex with some woman at Coachella in a porta potty. So, well, that's what Coachella's Top all about, that. isn't it? Yeah. I, who who hasn't? Well, I, I've never thought... been to Coachella, but if I had been to Coachella, I would have had sex with a woman in a porta potty. Where else are you going to do it? In the middle of a field? Well, I've never been to Coachella either. But when Coachella is taking place, I go find a porta potty and I have sex with someone. It's just. <laughs> Just to do it. I mean, I, I know read... that everybody, but I thought he was better than us, please. But you, well, that's true. well, and and also we bring uh, we bring wipes to to clean the porta potty down a little bit before we well, engage. Not an animal. Right, right. Which Gerard Butler apparently didn't do. So I see why you would call him. What was it? A walking STD farm? Yes. Yeah, which is much more dangerous than a stationary STD farm. I always think of him as, as Russell Crowe's little brother. Is Russell Crowe also a, a walking STD form? I just think he's a bucket of rage. Didn't he throw, like, a phone at somebody's head? And... He did indeed. And that somebody was his child. Wow. Yeah. And it was an actual old school payphone. <laughs> yeah, like one of the British phone booths, the whole thing. And he killed the child. Oh, it's terrible. It's really bad. They should make a movie about it. Who would they play did. him? Gerard Butler. <laughs> You're welcome. So, End scene. It, the I guess we're done. <laughs> we're done with the office. I would say Amy, there is something else about the office. I wanted to. I forget what. It, oh, people were upset. I when this season was going on, I used to read Television Without Pity, which yeah. is a, kind of a terrible place, and I stopped reading it because of comments like this. But people were very upset that they filmed an episode of The Office outside the office. He said it. <laughs> It breaks the sus- suspension of disbelief that documentarians would leave the office and do, and do this. That's these are the same people. These are the same people who the, the the previous season were were enraged that Rashida Jones was character was dating Jim's character. They thought it was it, it was disgusting. They would call her terrible names. Why? Because, because they wanted him to be with Pam, or yeah, it was that kind of shipping thing. Yeah, weirdos. But oh, just a couple points that that really it's with the with the office. Sometimes it's just really the little things that make no sense. It, they don't have to go into it again, but it just it's like those little one liners, like about the the she's apologizing about how cold it is, and she just 
she's like, you know, we have to tape up, you know, the sliding glass door is gone. Michael is, she's like, it's a funny story. And he, he's like, yeah, tell it. And there, you can tell they're fighting. And <laughs> he heard the ice cream truck and he ran through the glass and broke it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sue you know, me. I love ice cream. <laughs> no, they're just fighting back and forth with every, every word. But at some one point, you know, something about, he said, she's the devil. I'm in hell. I'm burning. And she's putting <laughs> the little devil horns up. And that's what Angela's like. That's not funny. <laughs> She said, don't joke about that. Oh, Angela. But then, like John had mentioned earlier, that this really showcases all of Michael's weirdness. And, like, at the end, after all this fighting and all this craziness during the dinner leading up to it, he's, like, yelling at her about, you know, I wanted children. You know, I had a vasectomy. And then you said, you know, maybe you'd want to have it. I had a reversal. And then you decided, no, you didn't want any children. So, you know, I had a vasectomy again. He's all snip, snap, snip, snap. Do you know how painful it is to have three vasectomies? And she's like, you want to have a kid? We'll have a kid. He's like, really? <laughs> like, he would do it again. He's just crazy. And then the police come and they say, do you want to pre- press charges? Would she get in trouble? Yes, if you press charge, you she would get in trouble. I'll take the bullet. <laughs> you don't have to press charges. Yeah. He, and I like that it was clear to the police that he was the one getting abused because they asked him, not her, is there any, any place you can stay tonight? <laughs> and I thought it was in the episode. It must have been a deleted scene that I saw on the DVD at some point. But I thought that we, we met the neighbor who made the accusation. But I maybe I'm making that up. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea that. about that. Because I thought it was something like the guy was also a salesman. And so Dwight got into it since he was another salesman. But I might be maybe thinking of another episode or I don't know. One of, the, one of your ether huffing fever dreams. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, Michael Scott was a great character. And uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of snobs say how much they prefer the British office. Which I like the British office too. But I think they're both equally good I think after the first season, the U.S. office became its own show. The first season was kind of just the, kind of aping the British show in a lot of ways. I mean, the pilot was just, was word was for word. For word yeah. But even other episodes were more. But I think after that, they started going their own way. And it, they, it became its own thing. And I think it was equal to or better than the British show. I will say, uh, since we're comparing these two, one thing I liked about news radio that it didn't do. Uh, well, you know, the office, the whole ham will they or won't they thing mm. news radio they got it out of the way second episode uh and, that, and i've re- i've read that they specifically did that because the network asked them to have a sam and diane kind of thing and the, the creator of the show didn't want that so so he, so he was had, like all right we'll do it right now yeah yeah just to avoid that argument there's gonna be no tension yeah i i like that about uh news radio and i i was never big on the whole relationship thing with Jim and Pam, like that was my least favorite part of the show. Always, so. definitely. Oh, I liked the the second season. I thought they did well of setting things up. I'm glad they didn't have it carry on more than one season, though. I thought it was a much, I thought it was much better when they were finally together, and that and that kind of bullshit was over. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought they could just get along with the show, you know, and the and the funny. Yeah, I agree. The, the one bad thing I think they did with those guys is. The one season they set things up where they kept making it look like they were going to break up, mm. but it was just like these 
red herrings that never happened. When she was in New York, they'd always have these short little arguments in the beginning of the episode, but then by the end, they'd be back together. Right, and there was the guy there who was kind of into her, and you yeah. tried to set it up like they were going to get together, and of course, nothing came of it. Yeah. Right. Well, we done with I the I have nothing office? else to say. I, I'm pretty office. much I'm done with it, I believe. All right, fuck it. Goodbye, office. Um, so you want to do some uh, recommendations? Did you... Do you have a recommendation ready, Amy? For anything? Anything. Anything pop oh. culture, any movies or music Gosh. or books. All right, we'll let you think about it for a second, I guess. Um, you got something, Pat? Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I've been getting back into reading good science fiction. For a while, I stopped because every time I picked something up, it would be crap. But I've found a couple sources that have good recommendations. So I read a book by Ian M. Banks called Consider Plebis. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's P-H-L-E-B-A-S. And it's a really fun kind of space opera story with all kinds of crazy, neat aliens and a rip-roaring adventure. And it's written intelligently, really good prose, and very well-written book. Really good. Go read it. Consider Plebis. Okay. Um, shoot. I had something on, on my mind. I didn't write it down. Um, so I'm just going to say... Uh... The Godfather. Why not? I already mentioned it earlier. Everybody's no. seen it a million times, but uh, I'm recommending it anyway. Cause Did I'm you have lazy. a favorite? I like the first Godfather the best. A lot of people like really. Yeah, a lot of people like the second one better. I like the first one. The second one, they kind of like replay the same themes of the first one, and it's almost. I mean, a lot of it's very similar. Um, so yeah, I like the first one better. I'm I'm a third one guy. Oh, of course. Andy no, Garcia not. is such an actor. No, I like the second one better. I think the second one is the best of the. Wait, let's part. let's hear your sound effect for when uh, Andy Garcia comes on screen, Pat. You were supposed to do the chair. I'm not gonna whore this chair out for you or anybody. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, anything you've been enjoying, Amy? You know, I'm so behind on things that I'm always watching things like you know the goodfellas thing i and taxi driver i actually just watched that one for the first time as well so i'm way behind because i think some of these i mean taxi driver that had to be like when i was born or something you can recommend something from a long time ago we won't mind yeah i just recommended the godfather the book i read was written for 87 so i think it's pretty safe to say that most people if they wanted to read it they already read it so it was a terrible recommendation that's probably true mine was too yeah so but you guys should you guys have to keep these going until that horrible Fifty Shades of Grey movie gets made because we have to get drunk and watch that. Uh, oh, I I will be down for that. I'm just glad that Matthew Bomber's not in it because I really like him and I was really sad that he was going to do such a stupid movie. I don't. I even... felt the same way about Charlie Hunnam. I don't know who these people are. Matthew Bomer is in White Collar. He was in Chuck. <laughs> Okay. Two shows you've never seen. He was in that movie uh, where they were da- uh, male dancers. What was that called? Oh, Magic Mike. Magic Mike? I saw Magic that. Mike. He was he was one of the dancers in that. Of course you did. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm a red blooded American male, am I not? That, well, I don't know. You were born in Brazil, and you had like you're like Jean Dumas. Th- that's or true. Well, French. And Brazil, even even more, more reason for me to watch Magic Mike. John, did you go to jail for stealing a loaf of bread? <laughs> no, 
No, you're confusing me with uh, you're confusing me with that book, Pat. Uh, One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I know that happens a lot. People are all, "Where's the big Indian?" I'm like, "Dude, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me." Not you. So now, okay, I have to ask: Do you have a middle name? Yes. Well, I Americanized that as well, but the the real middle name is Alexandra, but Alexander is what I go by. Yes. Good name. So well, last you... episode we got John's social security number. This episode we got his middle name. Real close to identity theft. Oh, did I say that out loud? Come what? and grab the $400 in my bank account, people. Hey, Amy, did you have a recommendation? Did you say anything? Uh, I heard a lot of babbling. I, well, that's what you have me for, right? But one, one thing. You watch a lot of Showtime shows. You can recommend one of those. Well, yeah, I mean, I do. I watch, I watch a lot of HBO and Showtime, but, you know, God. Um, Ray Donovan, has anyone not? Well, you guys probably haven't watched it. Nope. I'm halfway through it. I liked it. I yeah, I, I didn't. And it's kind of mobstery, you know, not, it's not really mob, but people tell me that it's a lot like The Sopranos. I've never seen The Sopranos. Uh, I would, I, I guess I could see the similarity. It's not as good as, as The Sopranos. I don't know. The Sopranos is kind of its own thing where it's in, it has that Jersey feel to it. But if mm. they think it's like The Sopranos, I guess because it's an anti-hero, you want to, you want to like the main character, but he's actually an asshole. I guess that's what they're going with. And who's the main character in it? Leave Schreiber. Oh. I don't know. His character's name, I don't know. I have no, no idea. No, no, I meant the his name is. But, yeah. Um, that's, I guess, I, I'm really, I like most of the shows that I've seen on Showtime. Um, Even Californication? Never watched that one. Did you watch the one with Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell? Just started it. Oh, yeah. How is that? Because we're both big Chris and Bell fans and Don Cheadle fans. I like it so far. So, you know, I can hook you guys up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll like check a, it out for I'm a sure. TV pusher. John, did you ever end up watching Masters of Sex? I watched some. I haven't finished it. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's not fantastic, but it's it's decent. Yeah, it's it's definitely something to watch, you know. I mean, I I wouldn't stop watching it. I'll I'll keep watching, but I didn't think it was like stellar. I just thought it was good. Yeah. I was surprised how disappointed people were that the newsroom was ending because I'd only heard bad things, but Me they too. I I saw online that they posted that and there's a lot of people who come in and like, "Oh, it's too bad." So, I was a little surprised by that. Liberals. <laughs> Ugh, scourge of the world. And yet, you could put them all in a boat and blow that boat up in the water. That's, uh, that's a little harsh there, Pat. I think well, just I... having them on a boat in the water is fine. They can't do any harm out there. No, no Wi-Fi signal. I well, especially if went... they're on like one of those Caribbean cruises where the toilets go out. That's true. Well, so then... let's poop cruise all those liberals. Poop cruise them. The, uh... See, I have to do it again, Pat. I can't, I can't, I don't want people listening to think that I'm like a total raging conservative because I'm not. I'm as liberal as you get. <laughs> uh, sorry, I know funny. it pisses you off when I do that. It doesn't piss me off. I think it's really funny. I know, I get uncomfortable. Well, because what it, what's really funny to me about it is that, you know, you joke about being racist and, you know, homophobic and sexist and all those things, you know, 
but then it's like, don't you really think I'm a conservative? Yeah, we had a whole episode where he talked about how he ate babies. But one episode (laughs) of being conservative, no, can't do it. But really, if people think you're a conservative, then you're automatically eating babies, hating (laughs) hating gays. So it kind of, I can see his point. Yeah, see, I I think, like, uh, the other stuff, I just assume that people are more enlightened on that kind of thing and they know it's a joke, I guess, but it's it's i don't know why i have such a problem being my feeling is if we pretend to be conservative we might get ad money because uh liberals are too smart to pay for a podcast but conservatives will pay for anything that's true so i'm just trying to butter my bread get some of that barilla pasta money mm, mamma mia that's a spicy meatball <laughs> i think that's that's my new catchphrase pat i think i've just done that <laughs> twice in a row i think it's really sad that i almost said the same thing is it sad or is it genius? I guess we're stuck in the seventies. We're stuck in a seventies ad that I admit I've never seen. What? That's huh? a spicy was... meatball. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't. Sad. Yeah, we don't even know what it's actually from. Yeah, I, I, I I'm going to guess Pepto Bismol. Could be, yeah. Or interesting. Uh, Tampax. The uh, what was I going to say? Ah, shit! I lost my train of thought again. Oh, what how what are you guys wearing? <laughs> the other reason I bring it up is because I'm I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and underwear because it's like almost 80 degrees in the middle of goddamn January and Governor Brown just announced we're in a drought. So does that drought mean you always have to shower with someone else? Uh preferably t- three or more people. You oh. go over to go around to the neighbors, we're having showering parties. Mm. You wouldn't you wouldn't say mm, if you've seen my neighbors <laughs> or me for that matter. Well, Let me see here. It's negative uh, thirty two degrees. So way to rub <laughs> it in, John. So you're wearing underwear and a t shirt then. That's exactly what I'm wearing. No, I meant Pat because it's negative oh, thirty two degrees. I mean, oh yeah, I'm just wearing. That's how Pat no, rolls. I don't I don't wear a t shirt. Oh, just just underwear. So. Tidy whities or boxers or boxer briefs, Pat. <laughs> Since you're not turning your webcam on for me to see. <laughs> I'm wearing whatever John's wearing. Oh. I, I'm not I'm not really happy with the turn this conversation <laughs> has taken, I have to say. I'm very happy. Oh, the chair <laughs> broke. Man. What? No more squeaking. What are you go back anymore? What are you doing to make it break? <laughs> Oh, See, we're talking about underwear, oh, what people are wearing, Breaking and the chairs. chairs. Wait, Amy, where do you, you live in? I, I don't know. You live in some flyover state that Pat and I will never visit. <laughs> I am in Ohio. Oh, yeah. I always forget that's a state. Yeah. Until uh, election time. But is yes, it. Yes, and then you can't get away from it. Has it been cold there? Freezing cold. Yeah. It's, Did you ever I think... hear the Arctic Vortex, John? Was that a supervillain that Batman fought? And defeated. I think that would be a good comic book character. I could see Tilda Swinton playing it. I can see Tilda Swinton playing anything. Anything in popular culture. I say, Tilda Swinton, put her in it. It's going to work. It'll work. It would work. She gives me the creeps. Yeah, she's a little weird, but... Is Tilda Swinton the one that had the, the art display where she's just lying there sleeping in a box yeah Yeah. and she's you know she's one of those roman polanski lovers 
So. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually, and I know there were quite a few that signed the petition, whatever, but she was really vocal about it. Oh, weird. Yeah, I mean, so. I like her, I like her weirdness um, mm-hmm. when she acts, but I don't, I, I know people go like apeshit crazy for her. I think yeah. she's fine. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, yeah, I don't know anything about her personal life or anything. Yeah, she's a great actress, though. Have you seen um, We Need to Talk About Kevin? I haven't. I kind of want to see it, and I kind of don't want to see it. Should I see it? I liked it. It's, you know, kind of disturbing. But, you know, it's good. Pat, have you seen it? No, it's based on a book, right? Yes. Is the book good? Yes. I Oh, I heard the book was good. Oh, maybe I'll read the book first. Um, Yeah, Tilda Swinton. So, you guys are all cold. Mm-hmm. You're naked and hot. I, and... I but you Sorry. keep making it worse than, than it He's is. He's naked and hot, and it's warm where he is. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to say that, but All I couldn't. Right. Oh, let's get off the weather. I thought it would be an innocuous topic. And oh, apparently... I'm sure innocuous topic is when you talk about being in your underwear lying there. Oh, seriously. He starts it with, what are you guys wearing? <laughs> and I think he actually dropped his voice a little bit. Well, <laughs> I, that was, I thought that was a funny way to start it. Because but... I'm in my underwear, and I'm touching my nipples I was... right now. I was trying to go into a very sober discussion of uh, California's drought. But fine, if you want to make it all about Pat's nipples, again. Then, oh, I was speaking in your voice. But then you started talking about how you had to take showers with other people. Exactly. Why'd you bring that up? You're one of those teases. I, I, don't, I don't really think that it's fair that you turn this all back on me. I was, I was trying to address a serious environmental issue with humor and warmth. And uh, as is your way, yeah, a little uh, soupçon of uh, of irreverence, but fine. You want is make... there is there actual things that you can't do now with the drought thing, or is this just like op- uh, uh, not mandatory? But they just want people to start cutting back on their water use. <laughs> like I'm listening to what the government tells me to do. Come on. <laughs> I know the first couple of years I was there, I couldn't wash my car, but I never really had any desire to wash my car anyway. So. It was all good in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just filled the the bathtub up with water and, and just let it sit there for a while and emptied it. That's what I think of this drought. Yeah, screw that. Use all the water I want. Hey, I don't pay for water, so. <laughs> I had, when I had a friend who had a, an apartment where he didn't pay for water, I had a great scheme where we could come up with a hydroelectric electric thing and have the water running all the time and power at his old apartment because he had to pay for power. And how'd that work out for you? <laughs> Nobody would do it. Shocking. Yeah, no, I, well, in all honesty, it's, uh, it's a little maddening to have, uh, have it this hot in January. No fucking rain. Gotta, like, take the covers off at night because it gets too warm. So those, those hills are totally brown, I guess. They never got their winter dousing. Yeah, I think, uh, I think. Skiing is all fucked up because there's not been any snow. So yeah, I don't I don't know why I actually I started talking about the weather. Just of course, it's it's always me. it's always the rich that suffer first in these situations. Now they can't ski. They can't <sighs> ski. There's a Perrier shortage. Oh God! This doesn't even make sense because it's from France. Isn't this America? <laughs> it's not the America I grew up in. I'll tell you that much. 
<laughs> Where it never got hot. Never got hot. You don't ever grow old and you won't ever die. <laughs> oh, I want to watch Cocoon. Oh, is that... I don't know why that brought that to mind to you, but whatever. <laughs> so it's really hot in California. So much for global chilling. Now, are there a lot of... Um, People that get... <laughs> sorry, I couldn't hold it in, Pat. I, I usually try to laugh off mic. Uh, sorry, See, go the ahead. things you do for the podcast. But now, how about solar panels? Are you guys a big solar panel? Yeah, area. Yeah, we are. We are actually. Jesus Christ! I've gone to a bunch of HOA meetings about solar panels on our on our roof, mm-hmm. um, which they're supposedly going to do at some point. But yeah, it is a big solar panel area. It will save because well, I mean. Oh, long story, your listeners don't care about. But my house is in Las Vegas. Well, I have my, my home, and then I have a – I'm now a slumlord. I have a condo that I rent out. I'm thinking about getting solar panels on that because it's worked out on my house. I put it on back when they were giving 50% like rebates to do it. And it did not take long before I've already made the money been, back. I'm, they're paying me now. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when are you moving back to uh, oh. Las Vegas? That's someplace we'll go visit. <laughs> then you'll be right there. Um, actually, in the spring, I should be because I want to start. Um, actually found that they have a course that I'm going to be able to take. I want to go back for uh, nurse anesthesia. Um, oh, wow. Well, that was another Batman villain, I think. Yes. Well, I would. That would be. Who would play that? I don't know. Anne Hathaway. Oh, she's already in a Batman movie. Never mind. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Well, I could see that. Gerard Butler. Oh, see now there you go. That's typecasting. He, he, he could go around and just, you know. Oh, I don't. Never mind. That was too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> actually you're giving up why you want to be an anesthesiologist. So you could go around and well be too graphic well i wouldn't be able to do the things he can do wait so if you're an anesthesia nurse Mm -hmm. can you uh can you score me and pat like oxycontin and shit (laughs) i know that's not technically anesthesia (laughs) it can be (laughs) i'd rather you could score me nitrous oxide to make my car go real fast no it's corn oil for that pat oh corn oil corn oil just ask willie Oh, that's right. Willie's running his bus on that and weed. Oh, that was my pet name for my penis, actually. I I guess you're talking about Willie Nelson. Yeah, that's true, too. How long have we been talking? Seven hours? I don't know. Your listeners are all gone. Fuck them. Usually you say they can go fuck themselves. But yeah, it's a a little more proper. Yeah. Then poo on them. Um, well, all right. Should we should we end it on that uh, long rambling uh, talk Nothingness. that went nowhere? Oh, are we going to make – this is just a, a housekeeping question. Are we going to make predictions for the Grammy Awards? No, hell no. I don't even – I probably haven't heard half those songs. We'll do the Oscars. I predict Lord. Okay, I'm done my predictions. Wow. I, who else is up, Pat? I don't know, even know if she's up, but I just I heard her song on the radio, and that's my prediction. Oh, I bet she is. Um, I predict, uh, let's see, best, yeah, she'll get what, like best new act or whatever the hell they have a Grammy for? 
Her or Hyam. All right, your favorite. Hate him. I can't believe they still have Grammy Awards. I can't believe they still have a record industry. I know. What what is going on? I thought Carter was gonna change it. It should be like the Meter Awards or uh Decimeter Awards. Yeah, it's I know, it is terrible. That that's I mean <laughs> if you want to go to Britain, I think that's what they've got. The Leader Awards there, I believe. I think Britain has even weird weirder measurements, the Stone Awards. Oh yeah, the Parsec Award. Now that's a science fiction thing, isn't it? Um, all right, I'm I'm done being an idiot. Uh, are you guys done? I'm done. Everybody should like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, write us at popculture at gmail.com. Popculturecontinue at gmail.com. And it. rate us highly on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen. And thank you, Amy, for coming on. And we got to have you on again. Cause, yeah, uh, this is fun. Yay. Yeah, this is... It was all right. So, Thanks. until next time, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Ha! Ah.